after the roaring success of last month's episode, we've called back Mr. Scope to Mr. Drew. Um, how are you both? Yeah, very, very well, well, thank Chris. you. Yeah, very well. And not forgetting Lewis, of course. Good how are you? Yeah, I thought, what, I thought what we do on this, obviously, a lot's happened in the last <coughs> since we last spoke. Um, we've kind of re-signed a lot of uh, players or retained a few. Um, I think if we look back on the starting 11 last season, talk about the players we've re retained um, for the coming season, whenever we get round to starting. Um, let's start from the back going forward. So how important was it to get Chris Hay? Resigned up. Go on, Adam. I'll let you do that one. Thank you. Uh, I think we all know how vital he was in our season last year. Um, obviously, I know him personally, and Scope took the gamble to, to take him last year, which proved not to be a gamble that we all thought. Um, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He, um, he was everything that we thought he was going to be, and, and we thought he developed as well, didn't he? You know, as the season went on, he seemed to get better and better. Um, he he obviously got quite a lot of interest from other clubs, um, rightly so, higher up and the same level. Although I think one club rung every one of our players. I think they were just going to try and sign the Concord eleven. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, he's, he's, um, he feels that he should stay. I think he's positive... I always think that with a lot of these young lads that, that come into the National South, I think they try and chase the move too early. So I think someone like Chris, who has played a lot of games at step uh, step three, step four, probably played 150, 200 games now. I think coming into the National South like he did last year, and he, what did he play? 20, probably, what did he play? 30 league games, and he, he played about the eight cup games that we played in. He... He, he got a lot of exposure last year. He, he played at some re in some really big games. And I feel that he, he hasn't chased his move, which is which is refreshing. And I think that if he has another good season, we will probably lose him. Um, but he'll go with our best wishes, won't he? You know, that's, that's, that's what we're about. And we, we love seeing lads um, progress. And I think with him staying, I think with another good season under his belt at this level... I think he'll get a better move and a bit more of a secure move happens. Yeah, no, I think, I think Adam's covered it pretty much there. Yeah, really excited to keep Chris. I think he was, as Adam said, was excellent for us, for us uh, last year and, you know, deserves his place and really good to keep him. <clears throat> I think it's up to us as a, as a management crew to try and push him to that next level as well. I think that's our aim uh, to, you know, not to be comfortable with what he did last year to try and He's a young upcoming goalkeeper that wants to improve. I think it's up to us to keep pushing him, trying to make him have another good season like he did before. So he is ready. If something does come about, he is ready to take that step. And, uh, you know, I think he's got a level-headed... I've said this before about him. He's level-headed. He, he understands football for, for someone so young and, and what it takes. And it's a bit of a unique position as a goalkeeper. And you have to make the right choices. There's not so many contacts, maybe so many gambles as you would as a player. Uh, with clubs and moves and stuff. So, no, I, I think it's brilliant to have him. I think he's got lots to work on this year as a, as a side in, in the defensive. And I think he'll be key to that uh, to try and improve us as well and improve himself. Yeah, because he, Louis, he won the supporters player of the season, didn't he? So it just shows you how, how well he's, he's done, really, to win that award. 
Yeah, it shows how valued he was, not only by the management, obviously, and the fans. And so I watched a lot of games last season, and there weren't many better than Chris, to be honest. And so it's his first season at this level. Um, and with the right guidance from the two just said there and stuff, I think you'll, you know, could push on a lot and he could undoubtedly be the best keeper in the league next season. And that'll be exciting for us all. And, you know, he deserves it. He, he works hard. You know, you got to look at, he does work hard. Um, and say people do like him. So, all, all for next season, really. Looking forward to that, really. See him signed and, yeah, glad he did stay. Really yeah, just, just butting in there. He, he, he's a real unique lad as well, AD. He's, uh, uh, you know, he, he did get calls from the teams in the same league, but he was adamant he wasn't ever going to move sideways. But he's not money-driven at all. He knows where he is. He, he, he knows he's fortunate that he got in a deserved opportunity to come and play the level. But I think even when Scopes offered him 25 quid extra last year, I think at Christmas, he offered to give it to the goalkeeping coach. I think that just speaks volume of what sort of person he is, that he's not money-driven, he trains every day, he's 110% dedicated to becoming a professional footballer. And there wouldn't be, a, you know, the management team would love to see him move up and get a good move after he's had another good season with us. Well, that's a win-win for everyone, isn't it? Then isn't it? That's like what we kind of do at Concord, isn't it? We look for these lads who building their way up and then if they have a good season with us or a good couple of seasons then they go to a bigger well an albeit bigger club with our blessing yeah he's for sale for 50 grand at this moment anyone listening <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on um, how important was it to keep Aaron Pollock or to retain him to get him playing again this season yeah I think on several fronts really I think Aaron's had a great season I think he built on the little um, number of games he got the season before. Uh, he built on that really well last year. And I think that was really good for his progression. And, you know, again, he was one of the first names on the team sheet for a lot of lot of last season, which says a lot about him being a, being a young lad as well. And Aaron's, he's got all the tools. You know, he can play a couple of positions defensively. He's got all the tools you need, I believe, to go on and have a, have a career and, and also get a move into, into the Football League as well. Because... Such a good player and, again, such a level-headed lad as well. So young, so easy to manage. Uh, you know, he doesn't really give you too many problems. He, he just turns up, does his job, looks after himself. You know, and I think you can see the rewards for that on the football pitch. And I think he'll be a key player to us next year. Uh, defensively, again, I think we need to improve defensively. Uh, and, we've, you know, the players we've signed around Aaron uh, and with Aaron and Chris as well, you know, them, that partnership they've got together is only going to help improve us. And, uh, yeah, no, I think Aaron's in for another good season. Uh, again, I think we'll see progression and uh, be up to us again to push him, try and get a little bit more out of him and um, push him to that next level again as well. You say about uh, building that defence. Now, obviously, we've lost we've lost a couple in Tosin yeah. and, and Jack Corley. Yeah. Uh, but we've regained, I say regained, we've brought some old faces back who do not... <laughs> How important was that when you were looking for the players for next season? How important was it? Did you primarily look for the players who'd played for the club before or was that just fate how it ended? Yeah, no, I, I, just while we're on this chat or conversation, I think it's really important for people to know as well. I think as a, as a management team, we are, we're loyal and we want to we remain that way. So what we, what we did is we actually sat down and, and no one will know this, but this is... You know, this is the truth. We sat down with every player, um, probably what nine, ten weeks after 
all the shenanigans of the, everything stopping and stuff. We, out of respect, spoke to every player. We basically said we want to keep you. Um, that was from Austin to Jack, um, you know, throughout the squad. Um, but there came a point where we we had to make decisions. So, you know, I I do this part time, although it takes up the majority of my time. So what I was saying to these lads is, if you've not had a call after ten to twelve weeks, now. I don't see that you're going to get a great opportunity moving forward because all I've done for the last 10 or 12 weeks is, you know, the targets that we wanted. But they they sort of seem to want to wait and wait. But I think we're better than that now. I, I, I So we basically said to them, look, you know, you can wait, but we're going to, you're also going to have a look to, at your positions. Um, Unfortunately for a couple of them, um, so, so, so someone like Jack, you know, we we wanted to talk, to, we spoke to Jack, we wanted to keep Jack, but he had ambitions on moving high, and we got no issues with that. But when someone like Tyrone comes available and he and he, and he wants to come back for not a lot of money, it, it was a no-brainer really to to sort of almost swap them. Really, um, I know Jack was probably a little bit disappointed, but you kind of it both ways. You know, he's moved on and, and, and we wish him all the best. He's got to move higher up. Same with um, the captain, Dotson. Brilliant for us last year. It was a major part of keeping that squad together. New squad, he's brilliant. But again, you know, we couldn't wait for too long and then Tozan became available. So when players of that calibre, and I think the whole... Our recruitment this year has been slightly different because of what's gone on in the world people aren't really chasing the money. So I think that we've been able to sign players that would probably be out of our league normally. They haven't been. And, and we've been able to sort of snap them up, really. And I think if you look at our, on paper, our back four now automatically looks stronger. You know, Tozan at right back, Pollock, Ryan Scott's re-signed. Ryan Scott was brilliant. We, we met Ryan. And he said, I've not spoken to any other club because I've been waiting on what you guys have said. And, I, and, and you know, that's why volumes for Scott and I, and it went a long way. And we thought, right, we, we want this kid to be part of our squad because that's the sort of character and attitude you want. Um, obviously, Tyrone coming in, phrase. I mean, that, that you know, that's a quality looking back line now with Hakey in it. Yeah. Lou, what do you think about those, the, the, old, the old guard coming back to a certain extent? It, as Jerry said, you know, you, you just got to look at the quality of players they are. Um, Tosan was made into a right back when he was with us, and I don't think there was many better right backs than him in that season. Um, Tyrone speaks for itself, um, as obviously and described, him, he's a Rolls Royce of a player. And then Fraser's got so much ability. Um, obviously, to keep Fraser fit, he's probably going to be one of the best left backs in the league. And then you're backing it up with Ryan Scott, who I've seen. Obviously, as a club, we didn't see a lot of him because of obviously the pandemic. But I've seen I've seen Ryan play enough to know how big a player he, he could well be for us. Um, and you know he's going to be knocking on Aaron's door and Tyrone's door because he ain't going to want to settle. Um, and he'll give everything. And you know, like what Adam just said there, that is what Concord are about. People wanting to play for the club, and you know, it's just he's going to wear his heart on his sleeve, and that's all you can ask. And you can run through brick walls. So that as a back five defenders and goalkeeper, you won't find many better in the league. And if, if there is, I bet they're paying 
a damn sight more than we will be. So it's definitely a, it's a good start for year 11. If you're looking at the, the core of the back line, is uh, it does look good. Does look and one, one bonus on, on the whole thing, um, you sort of take it as a compliment, but you also take it as an insult. People have said to us, oh, what is your, has your budget doubled? Has your budget got up? hasn't changed from last year. It's exactly the same. And called the funny club. I mean, I've been there two years now, and it's one of them. He just grabbed you, you know. And and I think, I mean, and as a chairman, I mean, he he's got a brilliant uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Reputation at our level. And you know, these boys coming back had no, you know, no worries about coming back and signing for Concord Raiders. He's one of them clubs that just. I don't know. What, what, what is it? We just grabbed you and we all just love you. It's a concrete factory. Sorry, mate. A lot of people get bitten by Yeah, no, we do. I certainly have. And these boys have, you know. I know we're not talking about the forwards yet, but, you know, look at Wally, the career he's had and who he's played for and, you know, wanted to come back to Concord. And I said it on Saturday when I when I did a video thing. He, November, December, he was sort of banging on the scope to and I was poor thinking, like, I think he wanted to come back then, and you know, when you think of a little little club on Canby Island, for somebody like that to come back, it's, it says a lot for the club, I think. And, and hats off to Ant for what he's done and, and what he's building. To be fair, over the last you know, five ten years, it's it's incredible. Really. I know this summer might be slightly unique, but it's also nice as supporters that we've got these players signed up early as well, because in previous seasons, maybe not so much the last couple. But I remember going back three, four years. We didn't. We had three players before the week before the season started, kind of thing. So was that a? Is that something you're kind of bringing in that you're getting these players in earlier, trying to signed up? Yeah, I, I think so. I think just go back quickly to the the players that have left the football club. Obviously, they were brilliant for us, and no one likes to see anyone leave. But it's football at times, and you have to make decisions and. You have to try and make what's right for the football club, and that's the only decisions we will ever make, and never personal, and never individual, and not always based on ability at times as well. I think you have to take that into account. It's when I pick a squad and we put a squad together, and I'm always going on to Adam about it. It's got to have balance. It's got to, you know, we have to run a small squad. We can't have lots of bodies um, lying around or sitting around waiting for their chance. We have to have a bit of flexibility in the squad, and I think that played a key part in in selecting our back four as well, and um, back four, back five with Hagee as well. I think that was important to try and get the squad with a bit of balance. So and if you look at the, the players we've got in them, in them areas, they can all play in various positions, uh, which is massive for a small club like us with a small squad. So I think that's that was part of the decision, really. It wasn't It's not always football-based, as in, you know, whether you like them or you don't like them or whether you rate them or not. It's about getting what's right for you long-term, that can carry you through a long season, a difficult season. So I think we have to appreciate that as well. And when we do our recruitment, it is, it is based on them structures as well. And I think with the with the boys that come back, I think we, we wanted continuity and we've got sort of continuity. We might have had a, some that have had a bit of a time lapse and they've gone away for a period of time. But everybody that's within our squad next year, bar probably three, maybe four, um, have all played for the football club before. So I think that's your continuity. They all know the good, they all know the bad about the football club uh, and they all want to play for the football club. And I think that's where it speaks volumes. And I think that's good for supporters to have that. I think we spoke about that last time. I think that's important. 
um, and I think continuity of people knowing people. Um, a lot of our boys that we've re-signed already know some of our other boys as well. Pollock would know a lot of the boys from the season before. Some know Hagee and Billy and Blanche as well and Temi. Um, so we've got that togetherness already and I think you could see that just by coming in Saturday. Mm. Uh, there was a togetherness about the group and I think that's going to be massive this year, especially with a bit of a maybe a rush start or lots of games at the start. And Sometimes teams that get the most organised and got their squads most organised might might you know, no guarantees, but might get better starts. So I think all them, all them factors play a part in picking a squad. Um, and that's what we tried to do. And that was, that was what was important this year. I know you mentioned there we've got three very good centre-backs. But then that does leave the option of maybe just slightly changing formation as well. Because I know we were talking about the back four. But then you look, look at the full-backs we've got and they're, they are... Better, maybe, I don't know, just yeah. better going. Oh, you love three at the back, don't you, Chris? <laughs> I love three at the back. I love it. <laughs> you were banging on about that last year, that three at the back, weren't yeah. you? Oh, Coach Clark. Me <laughs> 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 over there. Um, yeah, I think you have to have that. And, and we all know you, you're not going to play with the same 11 week in, week out. You, you need a squad and everybody needs to play their part. And if we're going to have two months or three months at the start of the season with a possibility of an FA Trophy uh, semi-final, whether that be one leg, two legs, hopefully that comes in. You're going to need bodies. You're going to need lots of people. And as I said previously, we can't afford within our budget to carry 20 players. That's not physically possible. So we have to look at 16, 17 players and try and find the best mix and the best formula that works. So we've got that cover so that we do pick up injuries, which are going to happen. You hope to go injury free all season, but you're going to happen. You've got to have already be thinking ahead of what, what's your replacement. You can't let that happen and then go, oh, hold on a minute. We haven't got a cover there. We haven't got cover there. You know, and I, I believe with the squad that we put together, we've got that. You know, I look at every position and think I could fill every position if we lost one or two in certain areas. And I, I think that's important within a squad. I think that helps you out as a as a as a management crew and as 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 players as well to to get a good balance and and, and keep that continuity within the squad throughout the season as well because you've got cover of people that can fill places so you haven't got to go out and get new players and then try and integrate them into your systems and how you want to play uh, so I think that's a quite important factor in in what we do pre-season and what we do on the off season that can you know small gains when we do start the season. You talk about continuity, and that moves us on to the midfield, where we've obviously retained Roasty and Blanche. How important was it to get those two signed up? Yeah, again, good characters, good people. You know, I thought they both improved. You've got to think Billy played played that position, played a bit of centre-half for us last year, and then a bit of a holding midfield position. And sort of last part of the season was more holding midfield. And that's probably the first season he's had a go at that. And, and we're more than happy to give him that position as, a, as an opportunity last year to develop in that. And I think he come on leaps and bounds. Again, things we need to work on. And it's up to us to try and push Billy like we will the others and try and improve him in, in, in that position, obviously improve himself. But he's got all the tools to do that and the character to do that and the willingness to learn and listen. And Blanche as well. And obviously Blanche coming in his first season in sort of non-league football at this level away from sort of full-time football. Um it was a big change for him last year, but again, I think he adapted really well. And um, I look at his work over the summer of what he's done, and, and Billy as well. 
uh, and the effort they're putting in. They know what it takes to be successful, and that, that's what we need. You know, we find some bit more experience, which we needed, who, who know what success is like and know, know how to win. And now we've got boys that have been with us last year in Roasty and, and, and Blanche that know what it takes to win games of football at this level, and I think they will thrive off a little bit of the other experience we've got as well. So, again, yeah, you know, we, as Adam said, right at the start, we wanted to be sat down with these boys first before we signed anyone else. And we offered the whole squad, probably bar one or two, if I'm honest. Um, we sat down with them all and offered them a new place. And, you know, the, the boys that we've kept took, took that opportunity. The others held on a little bit and, and maybe lost that opportunity or didn't want to take it as well. Think about it when we move forward. Some don't want to play for us, and you have to accept that. So, but yeah, you know, I'm pleased. Roasty and Blanche, are, you know, you know, they're vital in that midfield, and adding Sammy Blackman in there, um, uh, a day in there as well, and other players. We've got again, we've got good options and good mix in there. I think that's again important uh, defensively and midfield. Yeah, Lou, how important do you think is it getting Sammy Blackman back? You can't replace his energy, can you? You know, he's, he's a terrier in midfield, and we've said it before, Chris. You know, in one of our first ever podcasts, we likened him to Nicky Cowley and Alec Woodyard. Now, that's company to be a that's esteemed company to be in as a Congo player. Um, so, you're bringing that back in. Obviously, I think he'll have a little bit of points to prove, Adam might be able to, and Scott might be able to back at Arsenal, see, because of, he didn't get his opportunity with Darfur, did he, because of injury. So, he's got to start again at this level in some ways. And he's going to compliment Rossi and Blanche as well. But, you know, Rossi is a supporter. You, he's a sort of player you want. He'll put his head his head on the line. And, you know, it might take a little bit longer to get him signed. But when he did, you know, it's a, it's a happy, one of the best signs we could make because he's conquered through and through in the way he plays football. Um, and then, obviously, Blanche, I, I felt, just got better every game he played last season. And he was in a very, very good run of form in the end. And it's a bit of a shame to him when the season stops, especially because the form he's in. So you look at the, obviously, Odai coming in as well. Don't know much about him, but when I saw him Saturday, the bloke don't stop running. So you've got four midfield players there who, the energy is incredible. In It's an engine room of an arc. And then, obviously, you've got Blanche's quality on the ball. So it'd be interesting to watch as a, from a fans' point of view and for pushing for the midfield places. Because, so yeah, you've got, you definitely uh, you'll get you've got the hard work to come. I think you'll see the hard work come from all four of them from the sidelines, definitely. Yeah, with the with the Blackie signing, I think what, when we sat down and we looked at our squad, I think what we wanted to do this season, and I think we've sort of done it, is that we wanted to get our spine of our team, our own boys. Obviously, last season we had quite a few loans, especially in that midfield area. Don't get me wrong, though. They were excellent players, but we wanted. We thought it was important to have, you know, our own boys through that spine. So obviously, Hagee anyway, we knew was Dan. Obviously, Pollock and Tyrone. We've got Rosie and, and now Blackie and, and Wally is the nine. Um, the Blackie coming back for us was a no-brainer. But we also don't want to go away from our club sort of um, ethos. We've, we've given boys a chance, and someone like a day, you know, I knew a day when he landed in from Spain two years ago. He couldn't speak a word of English, the lad. It, it was a, he lived at Haybridge Swiss Football Club for a couple of months. And he, he scopes, he'll tell you, he is so infectious. He's one of these boys that you meet and you just automatically like him. And he, he's, you can see how he's already well liked in the group already. Um, he's, he's incredibly energetic. You know, he done brilliantly for Haybridge. 
Uh, he, he was being challenged a few clubs. A few clubs were really keen on him. Um, he sat down with us and he said, literally, I've been waiting for this call. I want to play for Conquer Rangers. I know what you guys can offer. I know I'm going to get a chance. I know you're going to back me and give me an opportunity. So we didn't want to go away from that either. We, we, we feel that's very much part of what we do. We give boys a chance. Um, and, he, and he was one of those. And he thoroughly deserved his chance. He's been excellent for, for Haybridge. And, you know, what kind of, for people who haven't seen him play, what kind of player is he? Is he like a box-to-box? Or yeah, is he... he can either play the four. He, he's a box-to-box. That's really what, what his game is. High, en- high energy. Uh, he can even play right back. Uh, what he did do at Haybridge, the first year he struggled. I think that was more of the season I, I was really involved with him. Obviously, he couldn't beat English. That didn't help. He wasn't settled. You, you know, you speak to him now, you'd think he'd been over here five years. Uh, he's got a job. He can speak the language. He's got a place to live. His missus has moved over. Um, he added goals to his game as well. At the end of sort of last season, he was pivotal for them in their midfield. Um, and there was a lot of clubs looking at him. But I think that's, that says a lot for us as a club that, that he actually, he, you know, he, we spoke to him for nearly two hours. Um, normally when we meet lads we want to speak to him for about 40 minutes and get him out of the door get him out you know, he's, you know uh, his energy and everything and, and he came over and he was going back to Spain and he wanted his shirt to take back he was so proud to sign Dolphin Rangers and uh, you know that's what we want they're the, they're the boys that we want and, and we saw him Saturday he's a machine his energy level and stuff is ridiculous it made me laugh on Saturday, Drew. He done all. He done all the bleak. He won the bleak test. He done well in the sprints. When I was packing away, he's sitting there doing up like, sit-ups and stuff. I couldn't believe it. He's just. He's like you say. He's like a cat in the box. Just energetic. The energy he was brought was unbelievable. And that's just from watching. He made me tired just watching him. To be honest. Yeah, he's very. He's very much in the Luke mold. He just wants to be a footballer. Just that's that's. You know, Luke was exactly the same when he came over. Came over with a pair of jeans, his football boots, and his shorts. The day was the same. They just want to be footballers and they're going to do all they can to become footballers. So I think we'll get a day at a really good time. I think the fans will love him. If, it, if he if he takes to it like we think he will, I think the fans will love him and he'll, you know, he'll give you his all. He's got that little bit of Spanish bite to him as well. So he'll, he'll swear <laughs> as they do and they'll kick people. And, but yeah, no, I think you boys will like him. I think Scopes is... When he went to go to him, I think he thought, yeah, he's someone I could definitely work with. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, taken by him. I think he'd be a good asset to us, for the squad. Um, you know, as, as Adam's already said, yeah, doing good praise there. Done well, deserves an opportunity. And, you know, as a club, as we keep saying, we're, we're giving that opportunity. If you're asking to take it, he'll have to come in and, and give it a go. It won't be easy, you know, like it is for anybody, as you know, but... I reckon they're coming and, like I say, fans will like him, like his energy. Um, we want to play with energy. We, we like people that have, have energy and desire and uh, he ticks them boxes. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing him in action. Yeah, moving out to the wider positions, obviously Noobs has gone on to Aldershot. Um, but, like, Chris Miller's been retained after his bad injury last season and also Ryan Charles has been brought in. What can you, what can you tell us about Ryan? What do yeah, Ryan, I've known for quite a while, watching him quite a bit. Uh, obviously, he's played against my old teams in the Boston. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I think he should have been playing at this level a couple of years ago. He's had various things that held him back. Um, I, I think he'll be... I, I think he, he could 
be the new noobs, maybe. Um, he's got everything. He's got all the tools to, to be a, a real gem. But again, like Scopey says about all these players, it's up to them if they, if they want it enough. If they want it enough, you know, they'll get back, they'll get chances. And he, he could be one that really takes the league by storm if he's on it. And I, and hopefully, hopefully he is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think in all squads, again, you need ball carriers. And I think Ryan's a good ball carrier. I think we had some good ball carriers last year. We obviously Noobs and Lamar and Dakari at times, good dribblers of the ball. And I think, I think you do need that in your squad. And Ryan's got that. He can go both ways. You know, he's quick and athletic. And I think timing's important with players and, you know, when you sign them. And I think the timing might be right with Ryan. Uh, just speaking to previous managers and doing my homework like we try and do. And I just feel that the, the timing's right with him, that it's, you know, of age and ability and circumstances off of, off of football might just be right. And, I think he, you know, he showed coming over to us and the deal that we done with him that he was really keen. He didn't take long to to make up his mind, and I think that's going to be quite important with him. I think we might just get him at the right time, and you know, we're giving the love and affection that he probably needs, and 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 an opportunity and a chance to sort of learn the level. Um, and I think we will get our rewards from Ryan once once we get him into speed. What about Chris Miller because he joined last summer and people were looking forward to seeing him play, and he picked up an unfortunate injury. What kind of things can Chris offer? Yeah, he's been really unlucky, uh, Chris. He, he, he didn't really... I don't think Charlton treated him the best. He, he came out of there with a bit of a knock and he played around the lower levels. Uh, and I, I sort of banged his drum a long time. Technically, the best footballer I've seen in the, in the Boston. Like, undoubted ability. Again, but really sharp Saturday, actually. Uh, I think they all did. I think they all came in really sharp. He's, again, it's up to him now um, to, to grab his chance. I mean, I know he, he knew Taylor Maloney and, and the boys from Charlton and they were gobsmacked saying when he got released from Charlton because he done, he done really well. So, he's local as well, which is always nice. And it's up to him. He's, he's got to take his chance now. This is his, this is his moment and, and this is his opportunity and it's up to him to, to take it. Lou, obviously yeah, okay. Noob's moved moved on and we, we were worried for a few weeks about where he might end up, but um, he's ended up at a higher level. What what can you say about his performances last season? I, we, let's be honest, when you look at, especially the way Noob started the season, I think we all knew he wouldn't last more than a season with us, essentially. I think as the season went on with his niggle, we got more and more of a chance. Obviously, less teams would know about him. Um, but at the end of the day, he had, he's got all the ability in the world and the amount he created for us, um, he deserves his chance upwards. Obviously, the worry was how friendly a certain few people Villa Ricky were getting. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to obviously not have to face him. But at the end of the day, he's earned it. And he, I think the two gents will agree, he has earned the move up. You know, he, he did well for us. He took his chance. Um, and he'd be, inter- it'd be good to keep an eye on him. To see what he does next season, if to see if he can make the step up again, and I'll be keeping an eye on him because yeah, he was he was good to watch for us when he brought the uh, brought the X Factor, and the, yeah, you always wanted an X Factor player, didn't you? So wishing the best of luck, but he definitely give us some good like some enjoyable moments last season, definitely. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah, agreed on noobs, definitely. Yeah, good moments, a- and wish him all the best. Also. He's a remarkable footballer. Some of the stuff he could do with a ball was just. Remark in, in tight spaces. Remark, just the only, just I hope he does some finishing practice 
in, in pre-season. <laughs> Learns to shoot from outside the box. Please. That's it. <laughs> yeah. um, talking about shooting, and we move on to to the forwards. Obviously, let's, let's talk about Temi, first of all, because he came in towards the end, well, towards the end of the aborted season, and he is a big unit for a young boy. And, he, and um, he, he's raw, but you can see there is something in there. So is that up to Dan and yourself? Uh, to get that out of him on a regular basis? Yeah, I, I think so, Temi. You've only got to look at Temi on Saturday. I think he's grown again, actually. <laughs> I think he was bigger than when he left us. But, you know, he's been working hard over the summer. And uh, he's got a good head on him, Temi. I'm getting to know him a little bit. Obviously, we didn't have him long last year. But getting to know him a little bit uh, better over the summer, uh, over the early weeks of pre-season and that. And he's got his head screwed on. He knows what's what, which is, is important. Um, I think it'll be a big season. I think the... The good thing with Temi is that when he come into us, obviously stepping up a couple of levels, um, you know, you can see the raw attributes that he's got and the physicality that he's got and the pace that he's got. I think the pleasure for me was how quickly, so it was like a bit like a sponge in them first three or four games. Obviously, his fitness levels and the pace of the game was a bit different to what he was used to, so that was a bit of a struggle. But I think you look how he developed in the three or four games that he played for us. And first game was a you know a handful for a short period of time, and then second game was a handful, got an assist, done, done well for a longer period of time. And then against Tunbridge, I felt in the last game, he was a handful all game, wasn't he? And he got his goal. And I think that's important. He, he looked like someone that was a bit of a sponge, someone that wanted to learn wanted to listen and um you know we can give him the give him the op- opportunity and we can help him and guide him and if he listens and takes it on board and sh- with the attribute attributes he's got uh, i think we're gonna have one hell of a player on our hands yeah. I, I really look forward to working with him and uh, um, you know i think he'd be a key asset for us and we have to remember his age you know you look at him and think like some of the others and you think oh well, why, why can't you do this why can't you do that but um i think if we're bit patient with him to start with I think we'll get our rewards and yeah, he's one that I'm really excited about uh, about uh, the football club and uh, a good opportunity and I think with the other boys around him and Alex and even Ryan Charles is a little, little bit older and, and, and Danny Green um, we've got the right people around him you know to, to help him and obviously help him develop and I'm sure if he listens to them people which he's doing already uh, and shows the development that he's done in that short space of time then uh, I think we'll see some quick progress from Temi and it, it, like I say, it'd be a real asset. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to play as a centre back and uh, I wouldn't want to play against him because he, <laughs> he's got everything that you probably don't want to, you wouldn't want as a centre back. And, uh, you know, that's how I want my centre forwards and, you know, to, to, to be scary and to be, you know, quick and athletic and physical. And, and he definitely offers that. Well, he yeah, can obviously he... the person he'd be playing up front with, wouldn't he? Or alongside, or maybe, yeah. If you can learn from Wally as well, can't he? Yeah, yeah. Funny, well, I spoke to Wally on the way back from training Saturday, and uh, he, he Wally himself brought Temi up, and he said, "I'm going to take him under my wing, enough, you know, I'm going to try and help him as much as I can." And what a person to learn from! They've they've almost they've almost got similar attributes apart from Temi's quick. Um, <laughs> but you know what, Wally came in he, again, looked really, really sharp. He's done a lot of training, and I think we've got going on to Wally because you know he's our next point, but. I think we're going to get a real hungry Alex Moore. I think he's going to come back with a bit between his teeth. I think he, I think he feels he's got quite a lot to prove after last season. Although he went to Woking and after Hemel, wants to be at Concord, um, wants to be in our environment. So I, I feel like we're going to get a real hungry Wally. And um, 
with him and Temi and, and, and Ryan and the other forward boys we've got, I think we've got we've got a real threat. I certainly wouldn't want to be playing centre half against Wally and Temi. Now, Lou, how much are you looking forward to seeing Wally back? Oh, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? You just got to look at the, the fanfare we got from the signing on social media. And I was going to mention what Adam said. Obviously, I popped the train Saturday. Um, and Jesus, did he look sharp. You know, he's a big boy, Alex, but he he looked... I watched the sprint test. He put everything into it. He's moving really well. And obviously, Drew knows him a lot better, but I can't I can't imagine he's going to take last season well with what happened at Hemel. Um, he would he got criticism, you know. I think he scored one or two league goals. He's gone went from scoring twenty two for us, scoring one or two, and you know he's got everything. He has got everything, and if he's come back with a bit between his teeth and, and he gets the right service, we are going to get Ali Forwick best again, which we saw obviously season before last. And you know, getting the right service, if, you, if he can take someone like Temi under his wing, you know, you've got as a centre half, you can be looking at Alex Wall six foot four and a huge Temi who's six foot three, 19 and quick, it's going to be a daunting for opposition. And like Scopes, he said, that's what you want. You don't, you want teams to be threatened by you just from, you know, the way you play. And it's potentially could be really exciting if we've got Alex at Alex Wall's best, you know. And he's just texting me, Wally, asking if he's captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be, that was going to be one of my questions, actually, because, Captain's obviously moved on. Have you come to that uh, decision yet, or have you got a few? Yeah, I think we're going to. Um, obviously, we will have a captain and a vice captain, and uh, I think a good time probably before we go into that talk about Danny Green. I think. Yeah, because, gonna, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Danny Green will be one of our best signings this year, if I'm honest, because because I think with a new role coming in, um, Danny's got the bit between his teeth. I think to carry on playing and want want to play. Um, Feel if we can balance that role with with fitness wise and and, and coaching uh, and what he's going to offer us, but, you know he's brilliant last year on the pitch, off the pitch in the dressing room, and I think to have his knowledge and, and ability, he played for some good managers over the time. I think he could be a real asset for us. Me and Adam have spoke about this, and I think along with Roche and and Lee Mitchell on a on a coaching team, you're not going to get much better experience than that, I don't think. And some of these young boys will be able to thrive off that, but. Also, I think Danny's got a bit between his teeth, and he wants to wants to be at Conquer Rangers for that third season. Um, he wants to still have an impact and play. Um, and I could see in his in his fitness and his effort on Saturday that there's a you know there's still unfinished business with Dan really in his in his football. And I think he'd be massive for us this year. And you know, like I say, on the pitch as a player, and and also in, in the dressing room and as a coach around around the squad and a. You know he's a he's a real nice character, Danny Green, and you know and I think that will rub off on the squad and and what we do and be a vital part. And you know, when you've got people like Temi and and Alex Wall and Ryan Scott that are, are physical and, and aggressive in both boxes and Roasties and Pollocks and Tyrones and Tozans and others that can can head a ball, you need someone that can stick it in there and put it put it on a, on the spot for them. So I think Dan's got that quality. We all know that and. Um, you know, we don't have to hide behind that. If you've got someone that can put the ball in the dangerous areas and you've got people that are willing to go and get on the end of it, that could be a real asset. So really excited to have, have Dan with us and be part of our management team. We've just got to have conversations with Dan. We've just got to manage it right. So his focus is his fitness and, and, and gets himself ready so he can have that impact. 
also we bring him into the into the group to help others and you know sessions and help us as a team improve and I, I think that'd be worth worth his weight in gold this season for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to obviously I think looking at it from I think I've definitely said it to you Dan that you know if you can keep Danny Green it's going to be the biggest asset you can ever have because what that bloke he's probably the best he's technically the best footballer in the league. You know, he can put the ball where he wants, it, wants to put it. You know, if you've got 15, 20 minutes left of the game, you're chasing it. And you've got, like you say, you've got Wally, you've got Aaron Pollock, you've got Roasty. You need someone who's going to put it on, on, on the spot. And Green, you'll give that. And, you know, his experience is second to none. You've got a lot of young lads in there. And you've, got, you've got Pollock, you've got Roasty, you've got Temi. Um, you know, he's so many life experience down from football. I think, you know, be able to keep on the player side. You bring you into your coaching side. I think as a club, it's a massive, massive asset. Um, just an all-round asset, really, that you, you definitely wouldn't want to lose for another club, would you? you know? No, and he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. And again, he was he was massive for our change room last year. You know, when we were when we had to recruit 14, 15 new lads, he he was vital. And you know, when we went to five lads, you could see just all the boys respected him. And you can't not like Danny Green, can you? He's, He's such a good person and he's done more in football than I ever will. So what a person to learn from for these young lads. Um, he's, he's trustworthy as well. Again, it's so important. I think we're, we're really lucky as a management team. We all trust each other 100%. And Greeny coming in, well, you know, that's what we thought we'd down. We'd be able to trust our lives again. And uh, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a great addition. Right. So that's, I think, the... The playing squad cover. Whilst the world's been in lockdown, it hasn't been such a lockdown over the football club as such. It's been a lot of developments taking place off the pitch. Um, is, is all the new grass set in? Is it and everything? Or yeah, yeah. I think I think Deccan, um, Deccan, Brian, and and Ant obviously. Obviously, he's back from holiday now, but I think they've been working hard over over at the club. Uh, obviously, with a new water in irrigation system, I think that's gone in now, which has helped massively. Um, I th- think we're moving in the right direction. If I'm honest, I haven't been on it for for a couple of weeks, but you know, looking from the outside, I think we're moving in the right direction. It's always planned, and I think that's put our faith in the the people that know what they're doing on that, and you know, done it long enough. Um, you know, it's a big change for the pitch this year, obviously with the irrigation system and the way we sort of reseeded it and went for the whole pitch. So. Always, always a bit of fear and a bit, bit of doubt. But you know, I put full faith in in Ant and Deck and, and Brian and the guys that work on the pits that you know we're going to have a playing surface that's you know that's that's good more than good enough for this league. Um, you know, and, and a decent grass pitch, which which is what we want and what we like as well. And I think you've only got to look at the other bits. I think the toilet, um, the new facilities are going up for that, which is brilliant. Will we'll help out massively and you know improve the club and. With the dugouts being being improved as well, so uh, you know, I think I think what you always see with Concord Rangers is always move forward, and I think that was key for us as a playing squad that you know could have quite easily signed all the same boys and maybe not move forward or you know had a bit more experience, but maybe not developed. I think we've tried to improve the squad, we've tried to improve the management team. Uh, no different to the guys who are trying to improve the pits. Um, and, and the facilities that we've got. And I think it all goes hand in hand. And I think if you can get everybody, you know, as a management team, we're working on things behind the scenes to try and improve us and use the equipment and the tools we've got and the analyst stuff and the, uh, you know, the, um, 
the, the, the vests that we use and all the systems we use. We're trying to get people in to help us do that and so we can always move forward. And I think that's that's key for the football club. I think it's had, you know, growth very quickly in a short space of time. And I don't think we need to stop now. I think we can, behind the scenes, we need to bring it up to speed with probably the league we're in and, and be as professional as we possibly can. I think that's where we are, we're looking at. And I think the guys work so hard as volunteers at the club. Uh, you know, Jane's been in the whole of lockdown or around lockdown last few weeks or whatever, painting the um, painting the whole premises to make it look smarter and neater and just all little bits like that that are important. And, you know, I think you see people doing that sort of work. It sort of encourages you to work a bit harder, encourages you to want to be part of it. And we started the conversation about saying, like, the Concord bug. And I think that's part of it. You see people working hard, good, honest people off the pitch and all the stuff that you do and Lou does with the... Um, with the septeria roles and you see people doing it you know volunteers a lot of us uh, that do it and and that sort of drives you on and it you know makes you want to do more for yourself and i think we keep seeing and improve stuff and him leading us and it's only going to make everyone else work harder and and, and want to get them small gains that make a big difference and it all ends up in you know us trying to win games of football which is what we all want it all makes us happy doesn't it because when we lose, it's quite depressing and you know, we hate it. But when we win, you know, we know our big smiles and you, you go around the club watching people when you win or when you've had some success. And that's that's what drives you on. And uh, I think we've done that this year so far. Obviously, the big stories or the big thing to do is do it on the pitch. And, you know, we've put a squad together that we feel is good. It's got good balance, good capabilities, but we've got to go and put it into action. And uh, it's not easy. It's a tough league. We know that some real good teams in it, some real good managers, real good coaches. Um, going to be a big challenge again, but we feel we've got the equipment and in the in the tools that we've got and the squads that we've got to go and have a go and try and upset a few of the big boys in the league and have another successful season and try and move forward from last year. And just going back to the ground and stuff, I've, like what Ant's done, even in the short time I've been there, it's, it's fantastic what he does, and I think. I think a lot of clubs from the outside looking in are quite envious of us. Certainly some of our, our local rivals, I think, probably look at Uncle Rangers and are probably quite envious of what we've got on and off the field. Yeah, there is one team quite local to us which seems to want to copy our our structure now, doesn't it? One which just down the A130. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of teams have... I, I think we should almost we should take it almost as a compliment. I think definitely because I I actually think there's quite a few clubs that have gone that way, you know. And, and I've had ten clubs probably message me from lower down asking me for young hungry players. Well, we're, you know that that's probably one of the words that we used the most last year, wasn't it? So take it as a as a as a real compliment when you're in the moment and you're in, you don't you don't really look, think what everyone else is thinking but obviously when you hear about it teams are talking about you and I think you know it's a positive for us on and off the field isn't it talk about young yeah. players Dan um how important is the youth set up to the club yeah oh, he managed them all yeah I think yeah yeah I know most of them I try and know everyone's everyone's names so, That's because you manage every underage group. <laughs> I know most of the boys in the EJ League. I'm going to make it my challenge to go below the EJ League and work out every boy's name all the way down to the under sevens. That's my aim this year. So, 
to get to know them. And I think it's important. I think we see that last year with the with the boys coming to games and we get the boys coming to games. They bring their parents and we need all the support we can get at times against some of the bigger boys in this league. And uh, and they were massive for us last year. I felt uh, I felt run by run by Mick and, and John Smith and, and Phil Crow when he was there at the start of the season really helped us as a, you know, as a youth set, really bought into what we were doing. You know, could have quite easily looked at it and gone, you know, maybe they might struggle. But they really bought into it and, and want to be part of the club. And, you know, it's good. You know, I love seeing their faces over there the other day and there was some, some training over the back on the thing. And I was watching them train. It's brilliant. And, but I, you know, I like the youth side of it. I, you know, I like the development. I want to see these boys come through and be at Conkle Rangers for a long time if we can. Ideally, we'd like some of them to come in and play in our first team. And we've got some that are pretty close right now. But we have to remember that. Some boys have played on the bench last year, um, you know, in any of our under-18s in, in the second years. You know, we've got some good players in there and we're going to have to use them this year uh, within our squad. Um, and that, that's the aim. And we've got to show that to some of these boys that are under sevens upward that, you know, we can give you that opportunity. And it's tough to do that as a as a national south side and boys coming out of 18s it is tough and some have to go away and earn their stripes before they come back which we, we've got plans of action for people doing that as well but our aim is to get these boys into our team and build our own and you know build from within but the youth section as a whole I think it's run really well um, it's good honest people which you need um, they all love the football club and to watch them all celebrate and all enjoy it and be part of it and we want them to be part of it we want them to feel the whole part of the coaches we want to feel part of it so you know they can follow how we work and what we do um you know, we're always there all my coaching team will always be there on the phone or on a saturday to have a chat with them and they've got any questions or anything like that and the players with the boys as well and that's what we want we want that kind of we say family club but we want that all in one club don't we? we want it all to be linked together and I think it's up to me as manager to drive that and try and try and um, make that as you know as realistic as we possibly can with these boys. Wasn't it great to see so many lads come to the cup games as, oh, as well? Yeah. You know, when, when those those moments when we won a game. I mean, I'll never forget them. You know, you've got a couple of hundred kids running on all from the youth teams. Special times, special moments. And we want to grab them, don't we? And we want to keep them coming back and. Keep supporting them. I'm going to try and watch a lot more of the youth football this year as well. It, it is so vital that you're, you're not just one team, you are a club. It's vital nowadays. Yeah. I can hear my uh, I can hear my younger son, he's playing football manager in there, and I've just, he just shouted out Flansfield with a screamer. I can't believe it. He's, he's playing with his mates managing Concord. Uh, but, uh, football manager haven't caught up yet because he's actually, his name's called James Search. Oh yeah, <laughs> Blanchfield Church. Yeah, that'll be on the new edit of Football Manager, won't it, James? Church. <laughs> right, I think has anyone else got anything to add, or is I think we... no. no, keep no, it all good. Yeah, can't wait to get going. We're we're coming back slowly. We've got some pre-season friendlies that are going to be announced pretty soon. Um, obviously, we're still in a bit of a a restriction. We're not quite sure on how clear the rules are and, and what we can, can and can't do, but we're trying to get some dates and some games lined up as we speak, me and Adam. Um, we're taking the boys back slowly. Got, got a good few trialists as well coming in. We must not forget them. We've had some good response for that. We've got four or five boys that are, you know, 
threatening to get into the squad and got some good high hopes about them. They looked all looked sharp at the weekend as well. So I think we're in a good place. Um, just got to be patient, obviously, getting ourselves ready. And the aim will be when we get a start date to try and be ready for that start date and and give ourselves a right right go. And I think it's important to say we've got nothing to lose again. Really, we are who we are, Concord Rangers. We're batting probably above our station in this in this level. Um, you know, we've got nothing to lose. There's no pressure on us as a football club. And the idea is just go and give everyone a bit of joy and a bit of success and and work as hard as we can. And you know, when that comes about, and when we do get the chance to start, that'd be brilliant. No, I will add. I will add to that. Obviously, you don't know. A lot of people may have seen it, but there is some guidelines to start date being announced over the weekend. Um, so if anyone didn't see it and what are listening, you know, our league have been given a, a date of no earlier than the fifth of September. Um, the step below us is going to be the nineteenth. So I imagine we're going to be either the fifth or twelfth of September. Um, obviously, still to be confirmed, as a lot of things are, but. That is the guidelines the FA have been given from the government for non, the non-league restart. So, you, you know, we'll be looking early to mid-September. Um, that's the FA guideline currently. So, if anyone didn't see that, that is what we're uh, currently being told to work towards. So, we actually have got a more definitive date now rather than just being told a month when they've been given dates. Um, so, yeah, just to keep an eye on that, really. And that's pre-seasons from 1st of August as well, isn't it, Lou? Yeah, pre-season friendlies. You're allowed to play friendlies in August. They you're are... not allowed to mark from a corner. We're no, you're allowed to say two metres apart all times and all that. But no, I say that we're allowed to play pre-season friendlies. Defend, but... then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I used to get too close, I think they used to say. <laughs> we are waiting, obviously, more for more guidelines on the friendlies, but as, as it stands, I do believe they will be behind closed doors. No. Things are changing ever, ever so quickly now at the moment. So I'm sure we'll keep everyone updated by the club's channels as such. So, yeah. Right. Excellent. Well, thanks for your time, gents. Thanks, thanks mate. Yeah, thank Good. you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Lewis. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, gents. Thanks for listening. Thanks.